Hey, this is Nick DiMatteo from Music Is Not A Genre. I just wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the service I use to record and distribute my podcasts. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you from experience, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's why. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please take a moment out. If you are planning to create, record, and distribute podcasts, take a look at Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I'm Nick DiMatteo, and welcome to the special Philly edition of Music Is Not A Genre. That is video 64 and season 3, episode 26, for those of you listening uh, on the podcast platforms. This is a special Philadelphia edition of Music Is Not A Genre. As you know, each week I take uh, something from my collection, I talk about it, I give you my take on it, and I throw in some interesting tidbits and facts and opinions, and I connect it to my music, other music in the world, and other things in the world. Thank you, and I appreciate every one of you who is here listening or watching. If you are reading and clicking the links, that's wonderful as well. If you're a Patreon patron, especially thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you're commenting, I love comments and any kind of feedback whatsoever. That's part of the reason why I do this, as you know. So uh, thank you, as always, for that. Let's get to the actual topic. And the topic this week is love at the crossroads, G-Love and Philly's special sauce. And, and so as you can see, for those of you on video and for those of you who aren't on video, I will... Uh, uh, describe what's in front of you. There are three CDs on top of my Victrola from the band G Love and Special Sauce, and that's why I called this uh, podcast that by that name. Uh, and what I'm going to talk about today has to do with the why Philly is such a great music town and why it's so different from New York. Those are the two cities that I have most experience in, so it's easy for me to talk about that. And uh, also, um, you know, the, the many, many Philadelphia artists, some of whom you may not have known, have come from Philly. We're going to talk about that too. And of course, G-Love and some other things. Um, and with that introduction, I'm going to do my best to come out of my Philadelphia accented voice. And back into my normal podcast voice with that slight transition in the middle of the announcer guy. Because, to be honest, my voice does still have a Philly tinge to it. I think it always will. Philly, South Jersey, you know, that thing. And, uh, yes, I haven't lived there for over 20 years. I've lived here in New York City. But we're always from the places we're from, no matter how far away we get. There are parts of us that will always be a part of those places and vice versa. Um, what, I find, what I've always found interesting about the Philly accent is because I'm from there, it's very close to my heart. So, and it's close to my ear. 
So I can hear a Philly accent a mile away. I can even tell the difference between a Philly and a Baltimore accent, which are very, very close, actually. Um, this is, you know, uh, we don't need to go into the differences. But because they, it's this a common thing. When things are close to you, they're harder to see, harder to hear, things like that. It's harder for me to get into a Philly accent than it is a New York accent because a Philly accent I have to slide back into, I have to ease into, I have to do less work, I have to relax. And so much of acting and some of music and podcasting and public speaking in general is about enunciating and using your muscles and your, your mouth properly and the production of your voice and things like that and don't get too nasal, etc., etc. So you're doing extra work to have a different voice. Um, when, when I, when I do a Philly accent is doing, trying, trying really hard to do no work, which is not as easy as you would think. Whereas when I'm doing an accent that I put on that was foreign to me growing up, let's say a New York, a New York accent, I can do a New York accent. I can do all different regions of New York, even if I wanted to. And the thing is I can slip into this really easily because, uh, I hear the, I hear the difference way more than when I'm listening to a Philly accent, I try to slip into a Philly accent, and I'm slipping back too far, I'm afraid I'm gonna hurt myself, you know? And so that's why when I'm doing voiceovers and such, I don't often have to do Philly, which is okay, because it's not as, it's not as easy, it's probably easier for people who aren't from Philly in some ways, or people who never lost the accent to begin with. And that, you know, so there's my take on that. <laughs> on the intro and on doing that accent and now we can actually get to what we're talking about here so yes i'm from philly i was born there i lived there a while and i lived in the area for many a uh, couple of decades grew up there i still have family there my dad was born there in 1941 and lived in that city for 30 years and has lived in the area his entire life and so philly is deep in our bones and uh, i think anywhere you come from like i said is deep in your bones but it's not just about culture, as we're talking here, it's about music. Uh, every, most music you hear has at least recognizable flecks of where it came from, of where the person who's creating it came from. And if that person came from more than one place, you'll hear more, you know, more than one origin in there. And that absolutely holds true for Philly. But I, I believe, and my contention here is that Philly is a very interesting case because it's a crossroads in many, many ways, it is the city between D.C. and New York. So even though it is a destination in and of itself, it's also a place on the way to other places, which is one reason. Uh, a second reason, and the thing I wrote in the text, if you read below, is that I think the biggest difference between New York and Philly is the word pressure. They both have rich cultures, diversity all over the place of every kind, whether it's uh, people or music or cuisine, architecture, um, history, absolutely. They have pretty much the same length of history, you know, as far as the United States and development of the cities here and all that. Um, so you would think there'd be more similarities in terms of how the people are, uh, accents and the the attitude of the culture and stuff like that, but there, but that's really I think where they differ. You know, in New York, you can be anyone you want, you can come here and do anything you want, but you have to prove to the city that you're worth paying attention to. And I mean that in kind of the macro sense. Want a career? 
you keep proving that you're worth looking at because there are so many other people here doing it for one reason, but also because there's a real sense of, you know, kind of um, leaning back, arms folded, like, show me, show me what you can do, you know, in baked into the culture. But I also mean it in the micro sense in that when, uh, you know, I've, I've played in clubs all over the place, uh, but mostly in the corridor here from Philadelphia to New Jersey to New York. And you can feel a difference when you go down the New Jersey turnpike and play the different venues in attitude in that when you're in New York or close to New York, you're lucky if uh, people you don't know are, are paying any attention to you, if you're doing music that they don't know. And you might say, oh, yeah, sure, of course. If it's, if it's originals, they're hard to sell. And they're harder to sell than covers, yes. But, and this is a big but, and I don't think Philly is alone in this, the closer you get to Philly, the more you find people actually pay attention and listen and want to discover what you're doing. They want to be exposed to something new and, not, and, and, they, and they don't need you to prove that you're worth listening to. You have to be good, of course, you know, and to some degree, but they don't need you to be like, How, why, why should I listen to you more than somebody else? They appreciate the value of going to a venue and hearing music and hearing new music even. And I can tell you that even though I've gotten great responses in most places I've played, the response in Philly is so warm and so inviting and welcoming and it almost sounds like a small town and there is some, in some ways, a small town, uh, you know, sense of feeling and mentality. It was stuck inside a big city, the fifth or sixth largest city in the nation. And that's a wonderful mix because you get that urbanism and the, the city life, but you also get that kind of welcoming family, true to its name, uh, the Greek word, Philadelphia city of brotherly love. You really, really do get that. And what that does for music is this. On the surface, just categorizing, when I moved to New York, I was shocked at how bad New York radio is. Uh, you can find some college stations and underground stations that play some good stuff. And yeah, I'm talking about radio. I don't care. I know everybody streams, but there's, there's a reason because radio is terrestrial just the way people are. Um, and there's a longer history for radio. Whereas I can go back to Philly and still find better stations there, even though radio in general is, is worse than than you know than it used to be. Uh, and I and and that again also hold holds for venues. Um, it uh, is a lot easier to find uh, more welcoming venues for original music in Philadelphia, South Jersey, than it is in New York and North Jersey. And the fans, like I said, the fans themselves are more inviting. And and that's on the that's the surface. That's the kind of the mechanism of, of all of that. As far as the music itself, this is where it gets really interesting for me. The the both places again, a lot of diversity, a lot of influences, a lot of you know uh, cultures uh, within each city. But in New York, what I've found is that people need to categorize. They have to put you somewhere. So you are, you know, post-rock or you're uh, electro dance or whatever. That they, they, I think they take their genres more seriously. And what's interesting to me is there's so much creativity here. And Brooklyn is particularly famous for being a hotbed of bands, artists of many kinds in the last 20 years. 
and they've come up with some eclectic stuff. But, you know, so much of it is is very, very restricted and homogenous. It's almost as though the, the ap- absolute freedom is too much, that to live in New York and have absolute freedom is too much. So if artists self-impose these restrictions, and I don't think it's just artists. I think, again, living here, you're under pressure. And that pressure creates, I think, more walls. It creates more strictures. And so the music, while, you know, give any good band from New York and you'll hear more than one influence, is, again, pretty homogenous. It really has kind of, you know, you're, you're that style, that's your sound, you know. Um, your your uh, electro pop with musical theater. That's you. That's everything you do. Period. Boom. You you know you're done. Uh, and you know, and that, I think that applies across the board, with the possible exception of hip hop, because hip hop is its own engine that has just found you know found its way. And both Philly and New York are huge birthplaces of hip hop. And um, that's not what we're going to get into in this uh, episode. But I think that's really the big, the, the big exception. Otherwise, there's a homogeneity to a lot of New York music within each of its each of their own categories. Whereas in Philly, Philadelphia music is often hard to categorize, which is you know as you know is something I love. Music is not a genre. So when I listen to a band from Philly and out of nowhere, you know, in a, in a type of music that shouldn't have a, I don't know, a mandolin or a banjo, and you, and you hear that, or all of a sudden, and this is something I find true with most Philadelphia music, and this is talk about being in the blood, most Philadelphia music is inherently funky, and it doesn't matter if it's straight up folk or pop or rock or metal, any of that, There's, there, is a, there is just an inherent funkiness to Philadelphia music. Now listen, a lot of New York music is funky, but not all of it. There's a different rhythm here that's almost more uh, d- d- like techno. It's, it, it has that kind of like strict city life rhythm to it that's very four on the floor. Whereas, you know, Philly slides and moves a little bit. And even though it is a Northern city, you can hear Southern elements. You can hear elements from the West, even in the accent. There are certain crossovers in the accent that sound like California, Southern California, things like that. And because there's so much less pressure, uh, A, that's where a lot of artists and Broadway shows and legit stage shows would go to um, hone themselves, hone the craft, hone the show, really get get things going before going to New York to really debut and 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 you know and really try to conquer the city and kill it. There's just there there's Philly allows you to breathe. It allows you to be whatever you are without having to say, well, wait, wait, you have to tell me what you're doing. I can't like it unless you tell me what you're doing. You have to put a name to it that makes sense to me. Philly doesn't care about that. If what you're doing is good and they like it you get applause, you get appreciation. And I've found that on Philly radio. I've found it in Philly venues, fans, the whole thing. And uh, in fact, if you're an artist out there looking to get started, I'd recommend starting in Philly. I really would because it's close enough to New York where you can go up. And that's what I did before I moved here. I would go up and play whenever I wanted to or see other bands. Really get a feel for the city. But then you go back to Philly and you can play almost wherever you want, more or less, and uh, get a good response. 
be, you know, feel welcomed. And what that does to the music is that, that, it, that amalgam is created that you can't get anywhere else. So you have artists like this week's artist, G Love and Special Sauce, um, who combines uh, hip hop, funk, psychedelica, folk, blues, soul, alt rock, all in one. And you, some songs emphasize one more than others, but so, you know, that's, that's hopefully the case for any good uh, artist. But it's all in there. And, you know, it hit, uh, he, you know, his band hit a certain cultural point where that kind of sound was accepted. And then it kind of fell by the wayside, even though career-wise, they've been going strong for almost 30 years. Uh, just put out an album in 2020, as a matter of fact. The, you know, just with any band, the popularity kind of waxes and wanes. And if you hit it at the right time and you're lucky, boom, and you're famous, and then otherwise maybe not. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing I think about a lot of Philly artists is that they kind of do what they want for pretty much their entire careers. They don't feel pressured to conform to any one trend or anything. And look, again, that's the case with a lot of artists in the world. But you can't say that about every city in the world, about every culture in the world. There's just not that pressure there. And that has created uh, artists as, uh, I mean, I'm going to, I have a list of artists here and the diversity, not just, um, you know, the list and how diverse the list is and the types of music and the eras and all of that, but even within many of these artists, the Roots, perfect example, um, just the diversity within that one band or artist is incredible to me. And even with bands maybe I'm not the, the biggest fan of, I listen to them and say, oh, that's that's just so different. It's way different from anything you'd hear from New York. And yes, you know, uh, the New, New Orleans is the same in its own way. Memphis, uh, Chicago, and just keep naming cities. Of course, Seattle, especially way back, but still now. Um all cities have their own characters. My, my argument here is that not all cities allow for the kind of amalgamation and, and melding together of styles that Philadelphia does. And that's how you have an artist like G-Love and Special Sauce. That's how you, uh, you get something like the Philly Sound or Philadelphia Soul. Philly Soul, uh, Philly International Records, Gamble and Huff, who took uh, funk and added uh, and, and soul and a, a danceable beat and added the orchestral strings, lush strings and percussive horns and are often credited with creating disco, like proto-disco, morphing into actual disco music, uh, but certainly you know much wider than what we think of as standard pop disco music that kind of amalgamation couldn't have happened anywhere else is my contention. Uh, you get a band like Hall and Oates who started out as kind of folk rockers and wanted to add in their soul and, and funk and pop and all of that. And through the seventies developed it and developed it until they became the hits that they were in the late seventies and eighties. Even though they had a couple of hits earlier, that's a band that couldn't have grown anywhere else. Uh, even more recently, I was surprised, uh, so many artists that I know are from Philly. There's this, uh, fairly new guy, Lil Uzi Vert, who is from Philly. And one of the things he's famous for 
is having a really distinct style. It's not just that he's he's good with beats, he's good with rhymes, you know, the, the lyrics and all that, but that he he is called, often called emo rap, uh, lo-fi, lo uh, rap rock. And when I listened to his more recent album, I was thrown at first, partly because I didn't know how to classify it. And, you know, again, the end result is that's freaking great. That's how all music should be. Not all. I mean, and some music, good music can be whatever it wants to be, even if it's as strict as, you know, as possible. I was listening to a New York band recently called I Don't Know How But They Found Us, and they are pretty strictured in their style. But let me tell you, I loved that album. I loved the couple of albums that I listened to, as a matter of fact, in the recent single. Um, great. Oh, my God. So amazing. But as you know, I tend to gravitate towards things that are more eclectic and almost all of Philly music has a, a, a degree of eclecticism in it. Um, and that's absolutely true, like I said, for G-Love and Special Sauce. They started in 1992. Garrett Dutton is G-Love and uh, put out their first album in 1994, uh, eponymous uh, album. They had a minor hit called Cold Beverage, which I still hear the phrase, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. It's just a fun song. And again, they had that, you know, they were one of the few bands who uh, were doing kind of a, a hip hop thing, again, with mixes of other music, but with live instruments, uh, which if that reminds you of any other band uh, from Philly, The Roots, I will talk about them <laughs> later. And it's absolutely true. Then they put out um, another album after that. Uh, the, the name is Escaping Me in 96. And then I believe in 96. 97, they put out this album here. Yeah, it's that easy. And that's when I really started to get into them more. And, uh, you know, a Stepping Stone was the big hit from that. But the second song from the album, I-76, start with that one. You're going to get a kick out of that, especially if you know anything about Philadelphia. It's a pretty awesome song. Uh, two years later in 99, they put out Philadelphonic, which just the name itself is awesome. Pretty cool thing on the back there. For those of you listening on audio, go ahead and look it up. G-Love Philadelphonic. And then in 2001, they put out Electric Mile, which was the last album they put out for a while. Uh, Garrett, uh, G-Love went on and did, I think, three solo albums, something like that. And then they came back together several years later and have been putting out albums ever since, uh, culminating so far in their 2020 album, uh, which I think is really cool. Um I recommend starting, though, with Yeah, It's That Easy or their first album, G-Love and Special Sauce. So go go with one of those and then take it from there. Uh, oh, Coast to Coast Hotel or Coast to Coast Motel, one of those is that's the name of their second album. I should have written it down. Look at all these notes. That's, that's uh, kind of a good rundown of G-Love. Uh, if you like uh, what I would, what they call these days indie hip-hop, look them up. Um, it's, it's a very distinct kind of, again, rootsy hip hop in its own way. Um, with again, funk, psychedelica and all that stuff, blues, a lot of blues, a lot of harmonica, uh, and some soul and, and, and absolutely they fit quite well into the alt rock category in the nineties when they were most popular. Uh, but let me get to this part of the uh, podcast because this is the kind of thing that always excites me and I hope you get into it too. If you're as obsessive as I am about music then you like lists every now and then, maybe not all the time. And here is a list in rough chronological order of bands, artists, 
who um, were either from Philly or did the, or became famous in Philly or, or from the Philly area. Uh, some of these you know already. Some of these you might be surprised. So starting back 1950, we'll take it from there. I'm sure there were some before then. That's as far back as I went. Uh, but please comment and tell me any other Philly artists you know that you feel deserve recognition can be your band if you're from Philly. That's great. Uh, the Four Aces, Danny and the Juniors. And then you have the, 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 the triumvirate, Frankie Avalon, Fabian, Bobby Rydell, the Teeny Boppers, uh, who were all friends. And they were also friends with a guy named Chubby Checker. Let's do the twist from Philly. All of those guys were friends with a guy named Nicky DiMatteo. And not me, that's my dad. They were all childhood friends. Uh, all five of them, they you know, all had varying careers, let's say, all worth listening to. Frankie Avalon, Fabian, Bobby Rydell, Chubby Checker, Nicky DiMatteo, look up their music, uh, especially from the late 50s into the 60s. Uh, and in my dad's case, into the 70s. Um, McCoy Tyner, famous jazz pianist from Philly. Todd Rundgren started the band Naz, and then, of course, has had his own solo career since forever from just outside of Philly. Jim Croce is a South Philly Italian, like half of my family, like my dad's family. South Philly Italian, the folk singer-songwriter from the 70s, Jim Croce is a South Philly Italian. Hall & Oates, as I mentioned, Gamble and & Huff and the whole Philly soul sound, which includes... McFadden and Whitehead, I had the pleasure of working with John Whitehead way back. I got to do a live show with him and everything. Good guy. Um, sorry, he's not no longer around. Uh, he was close with my family and some other people I knew. And that's how that came about. The stylistics, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, Teddy Pendergrass, come on. Sister Sledge, the Delphonics. Sister Sledge, we are family. Freaking Philadelphia band. Patti LaBelle, yeah. Patti LaBelle, right? One of the greats. Um, Joan Jett. Joan Jett is from just outside of Philly. Robert Hazard and the Heroes, you may not know him that well. They had a hit called Escalator of Life, which was kind of a new wave goth almost um, with some rock. And again, see, I'm, I'm, I'm describing it. That's Philly for you. Think of all the mixes in there. But he also wrote the song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Did a version of it but then gave it to Cindy Lauper, who took it as high as you can go. Uh, the Hooters, huge in the 80s. All You Zombies, Day by Day, and We Danced. They had a kind of a, you know, they I think they had like an accordion or something going on there, or, or some, some kind of a keyboard instrument like that, along with a folksy sound that was also rock and had a new wave. And, you know, again, just such a mix, such a mix. Um, the hair metal band Cinderella and Britney Fox, both from the Philly area. Uh, Pretty Poison, which was kind of a techno-pop band uh, from Philly. Look them up. The Dead Milkmen, you know, classic punk pranksters from Philly. You can hear their Philly accent in, in, the, in their singing, for Pete's sake. Ween, another weird band from New Hope, but that's Philly adjacent. If you know the area, you understand what I'm saying. And Ween's kind of nutty, too. I always love them. And weird. Again, eclectic. Super eclectic. The band Live, which was very popular in the, in the in particular in the 90s, but started in the 80s. And I remember them from college. Uh, they, they're, you know, it was it Lightning Crashes, I believe. It was, it was one of their big hits. Uh, 
um, I don't know what they're doing now. Schooly D, uh, who I didn't work with, but actually was in contact with because my band Rec did a cover of the song he penned for the, the, as the theme song for the animated show Aqua Teen Hunger Force. And we did a cover, and my manager at the time uh, was acquainted with him because he worked with Schooly D's manager and was able to get permission from him to have us do that song and release it, which was very cool. Uh, how about DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince? Like Will Smith, like Philadelphia, okay? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, right? Um, and Boys to Men, Boys to Men, Motown Philly is one of the first things they sang. Uh, and The Roots, you know, The Roots. Again, one of the few hip hop bands, especially back then, who were using real instruments and have done so ever since. And their, you know, Quest Love is a freaking icon. And he talk about somebody who knows their music of all kinds. Uh, he's a historian. He's a musicologist. Just forget it. And The Roots, awesome. Jill Scott, who worked The Roots, she's also from Philly. Neo Soul. The whole thing, she helped kick that scene off. There's another guy, Musique, Musique Soulchild, who I didn't list here, just came up in my head from Philadelphia. Had that kind of neo-soul sound as well. I don't know what he's doing now, but I'm pretty sure he's still around. Um, G-Love and Special Sauce, what this is all about. Look up, yeah, it's that easy in particular. Or look up, just look up Cold Beverage. Start with Cold Beverage, you know, or Stepping Stone. Um, but no, cold beverage, uh, ape cafe, look them up. I was a part of that band. Weird, weird, weird band. Pete Bradis, mastermind, look it up. Uh, along that lines, Nick DiMatteo and Rick from the Philly, from Philly and from the Philly area. And you can hundred percent hear that in my music, which I will talk about in a second. Uh, Huffamoose, look up Huffamoose, an alt band from the nineties, uh, who did their own weird stuff and interesting stuff. Disco Biscuits, Circa Survive, Low, and, and uh, we're getting into more contemporary territory, Low Cut Connie. Listen to his album recently. Again, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I didn't know at the time that he was from Philly. Uh, but man, in hindsight, why didn't I know that? Because there's such a Philly... The two things that I think characterize Philly sound more than anything more than the, you know, diversity within one sound, uh, are a combination of funkiness and roots. So there's a rootsiness and a funkiness in almost everything that comes out of Philly, if you listen. Uh, Eve, the rapper Eve, Chitty Bang, one of my favorite bands from a few years ago, who, uh, you know, just look up their album, any of their albums, but particularly the one I think from 2011. I think you really get a kick out of the music. Um, and super, you know, contemporary. Meek Mill is freaking from Philly. Lil Uzi Vert from Philly. Tierra Whack from Philly. Philly's deep. Philly is deep. And this is a short list compared to all the other artists that come from Philly in pretty much any kind of music you could think of. I mean, when you have a list as, that goes from, you know, Jim Croce to Tierra Whack, then, and, and everything in between, you know you're talking about a town that, ta that takes all comers and lets them do whatever they want, and then also says, hell yeah, we love it. Love's in the frickin' name of the city. And yes, that city is in me. 
I, everything I do, no matter what I do, no matter how I go in one direction or another by choice. And again, I think all, all Philly artists, something they have in common is they always do what they want apart from any outside influences. True for many artists, but I think doubly true for anyone from Philly. Um, you'll hear that in everything I do. So my recommendation, the link that I have there near the bottom, is to a playlist I have on Spotify called The Semi-Complete Nick DiMatteo. It has all of my officially released solo work, all of my officially released work from Rec, my band Rec, uh, all of the officially released songs from my production uh, team, The Drop. It's all stuff, it's all, you know, the stuff... I guarantee you'll hear eclectic music for sure, but if you compare that to other music from the Philly area, you will hear connections. You will 100% hear connections. Um, do you have any ties to Philly music? Do you know anybody from Philly? Do you have any connections to Philly at all? Do you have any favorite artists who are from Philly? Uh, or favorite actors like Kevin Bacon, you know, or Tina Fey from Philly, you know, from the area? Um, did you know that so many famous people came from Philadelphia? There's a lot of famous people that come from New Jersey, like Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen, Frank Sinatra and all that. You know, um, Philly is not often mentioned the way that uh, even Jersey is, and especially not New York. Way, again, way longer list than what I have here. Do you remember G-Love and Special Sauce at all? Are you from that, enough from that era? Or do you know their new stuff even better? That would be cool. I'd love to hear from you about that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, what other areas of the country do you feel are as fertile a ground for music mixing as Philly? Not music. A lot of fertile grounds for music in this country. New Orleans is one of my top favorite cities. Absolutely. I would, I don't know if I'd live there forever, but I'd live there for a time because everything about that city uh, the music and the food, you know, uh, you, you hope that economically it will be supported more. But as far as culturally, amazing, amazing. Um, and I think that is one of the other cities that has that kind of amalgam going for it because it is a crossroads. It's always been a crossroads. But not every city is like that. What other city do you think deserves that distinction of being a crossroads that creates amalgams of music that are unlike anything anywhere else? the way Philly is. I want to hear from you. I want to know your opinions on all this stuff. And I said a lot. Pick something and tell me about it. Tell me what you think because it's always my objectives here are music, conversation, and connection. Thank you. This has been the Philly edition of Music is Not a Genre and I'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 